This is the Panthers Halftime Report. A look at the first half and what's ahead for the Panthers. Now, Dave Cohen. All right, thank you, Jeff. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Head coach Sean Elliott and the Panthers in the locker room holding on to a 21-0 lead over the visiting Huskies of UConn in the first ever meeting between Georgia State and UConn. And uh, we'll hear some of the first-half audio highlights as well as run down our first-half stats coming up in just a few minutes as we move along here in our Panther halftime show. Right now, though, as I mentioned right before the break, had a chance to talk a little Georgia State basketball earlier this week with head basketball coach Jonas Hayes. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, our Panther halftime show continues. Georgia State and UConn in the locker room will have second-half action coming up. And right now we shift from focusing on football. Got to talk a little basketball because Georgia State basketball is coming up right around the corner. And we're pleased to be joined right now with Georgia State's head basketball coach, Jonas Hayes. Coach, we're so up to our knees and waists in football, and here we are talking basketball. Seems like these seasons overlap more and more every year, doesn't it? Dave, how the hell are you, man? I can tell in your energy, man. You're giving me a lot of good positivity, man. Uh, it's a it's a great time to be a Panther. Uh, I'm glad you found a little time to have me in your booth, baby. You know, I remember back in the day, the old days of college basketball, everybody had to wait till October 15th for the start of practice. And that was such a big day. I mean, probably when you were still playing, that was a big day. You guys have been practicing all summer and have moved leaps and bounds with regards to integrating a lot of new faces. I mean, we are going to look a lot different than we looked a year ago. The, the thing the NCAA got right was allowing coaches access as a, uh, to our team from a holistic standpoint. So it, I wouldn't necessarily term it a practice. It's still a one-hour workout, um, but we have gotten together, got a lot of things done as a team. Uh, and so that's I've been really, 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 really th thrilled with the NCAA allowing us to do that. Uh, and we've taken advantage of it. It has lost a little bit. It's lost the uh, October 15th. used to be like Christmas uh, to, to the old college basketball players. But, you know, we, we don't give our jerseys out. We won't give our practice jerseys out until official practice starts. So we'll have a little bit of that nostalgia feeling for us this year. Um, uh, but otherwise than that, it's an exciting time of year, man. It's an exciting time of year. I'm, I'm excited about Georgia State athletics as, as a whole. Well, I was able to attend, I don't know, three or four practices or – workouts over the summer at the uh, practice facility behind the uh, the GSU sports arena I felt when I walked in that I should have picked up one of those name tags that says hello my name is because I walked in and other than you and the coaches and the four remaining players from last year I, the, that first workout I didn't know anybody yeah and so actually it's funny you mentioned that at our first team meeting way back in June, on June the 4th, I actually had Hello, My Name Is and coaches introducing themselves because uh, we have eight new scholarship players on, on our campus. Uh, we got three new walk-ons, and so we have, um, we have a lot of different faces, um, but we got a lot of mature faces also. We got some experience both uh, in, in the um, – on the walk-on front and the scholarship front. And so it's the newness of it is this new people. Uh, but once you once you get the ball to bounce and once you start to teach and then going through uh, your install of your program, both defensively and offensively, it's just basketball. It's just basketball. we got to learn how to play together. But it, it has been really, really good. You know, timing is everything many times in sports. And your arrival with a new coaching staff, other than Jarvis, a year ago, you know, your timing, it was great from a 
coaching standpoint, but from a personnel standpoint, it was terrible timing because, you know, that team was coming off an NCAA tournament appearance against Gonzaga in Portland, and the nucleus, what, six of those guys, all ex- seven, all exhausted their eligibility. Had they been here last year for one more year, you'd have been rocking and rolling. But you kind of caught the brunt of that roster turnover, didn't you? Yeah, you know what? Uh, that may be true. Uh, and you will never, ever, ever hear Jonas Hayes find an excuse because you know what at Georgia State, the standard is the standard. And we got to find a way. And, and, and you try to find a silver lining in all your, all your experiences. And all your experiences are good because you learn from them. And for me, I learned a lot about myself, uh, my leadership style. But what I learned the most, and we won't go into great detail now, is what I know and I understand now and I also appreciate what does not work. And when you're leading a group of young men, Jonas Hayes, I have to be consistent in my approach. Uh, And that's the one thing I've learned in my experience last year is probably more so what not to do, what doesn't work. You know, and so um, it's when you always have to have a growth mindset. And I do think for me personally, uh, that was necessary, and, and so you know we've um, we've hit the ground running. The rubber is meeting the road, and I'm pretty pleased at what I see so far. Did I see that uh, you announced team captains for this coming season? Yeah, I couldn't be more excited about what Brendan and Leslie has has um, has meant to this program, and in particular uh, uh, what Brendan has brought. Been that our kid, he's been in college for 300 years, uh, but he brings the same level of attention to detail, the same level of love for other people uh and i think that's very commendable uh you look at leslie he's one of the new kids on the block and he's already kind of walked into that grandfather or father role uh and for an individual who's coming off of a injury on his shoulder and he has some limitations on how much he could do in terms of live action in the summer he is still a guy that the members of our team pointed to and said, you know what, he had just as big of an impact on our team and our psyche, and he wasn't really, you know, cleared to go 100%. That speaks volumes to who he is, who he is as a leader. All right, and lastly, I know we can't go into it too much because I think you said it's going to be announced uh, Tuesday, hopefully, of next week, but your schedule is uh, is done, which is, I know, is takes a little bit of weight off your shoulders just to know you know who you're playing and where you're going to be. Yeah, and the one thing I'll say about that before it gets uh, released, there are many places I wouldn't go. There, there when not many teams I wouldn't be willing to play. Uh, I'm trying to get our guys as physically and mentally prepared for our league play, and I think our league will be another tough league. Um, but I'm I'm excited how our schedule has 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 come together. And um, hopefully we can we can get some more people to to get tickets and and, and come support us because I do think we'll be fun to watch. All right, coach, appreciate it. Basketball already looking forward to that, and we're only what now two games into the college football season, so uh, it'll be here before you know it. Coach, I was looking forward to the first game since March 28th of last year. You know what? Thank you, Dave, and let's go Panthers. I want to thank Georgia State's head basketball coach Jonas Hayes. Again, the Panthers will play an exhibition game October 28th. Not sure who yet, and then they will open up November the 6th, but you'll have to keep an eye on GeorgiaStateSports.com when the schedule is released 
uh, one day next week, hopefully Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. So, again, thanks to head basketball coach Jonas Hayes. Coming up next after this two-minute timeout, we'll take a look at the stats from the first half, look around the Sunbelt Conference College football scoreboard, and hear some first-half audio highlights from Georgia State and UConn. That comes your way next after this two-minute timeout from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Gosney? Yes, Gosney. Gosney. Never heard of it. Well, now you have. Gosney Pizza Ovens are now available at Autry's Ace, and they're amazing. Unrivaled performance for the best possible cooking results. Super easy to use and fun to cook on, plus they're versatile. You can roast, smoke, steam, or bake and enjoy wood-fired pizza whenever you'd like. Let's start with margarita pizza for me and a slow-cooked pork belly for you. Check out the new Gosney Pizza Ovens at Autry's Ace Hardware in Gainesville. It's the best pizza oven you've never heard of. Are you thinking about buying or building a new home? There are several really good reasons you should make it an energy-efficient right-choice home from Jackson EMC, including energy savings backed by two warranties, quality control built right into the home, and added value for the life of the home. It's all part of Jackson EMC's promise to provide the highest levels of comfort and energy efficiency. That's why a right-choice home is the best choice for you, only from Jackson EMC. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Coming up next, we'll bring you more of the halftime show with Dave Cohen and Harper LaBelle on your radio station for Georgia State football, 97.5 Glory FM. Dave Cohen back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia State 21, UConn nothing. Time now on our Panther halftime show, and we send our appreciation to Jonas Hayes for joining us in the first segment of our halftime show but time time now to take a look at our stats from the first half. Well Coach Hayes was certainly excited about getting Panther basketball started and we're pretty excited about the way the things have gone here in the first half for Georgia State football 247 yards of total yardage for the Panthers and only 88 for the UConn Huskies. That's one of the big standouts that I see for right now. Let's look a little bit at UConn. They had 22 rushes for 25 yards in the first half. They had 63 in the air. Joe Fignano was uh, 5 of 11 in his completion percentage. Or actually, he was 4 for 9, and then Taquan Robertson was 1 or 2, so 5 of 11 total for the UConn Huskies. 60 yards in the air for Fignano. He was sacked once. He was the leading rusher for UConn as well. Joe Fignano had 9 carries. He gained a net of 14 yards. Devontae Houston had five carries for eight yards. Victor Rosa had seven carries for four yards. And again, on the ground, very interesting to see that they only had 25 total yards. 
in the air. Their leading receiver was Cameron Ross. He had three receptions for 43 yards. Jalen Mitchell, Brett Buckman, James Burns each had one. Uh, They punted the ball three times, as did Georgia State. Their leading tackler was Noah Plank and Stan Cross. Each of them had five. Now for the good guys, let's look at Georgia State. As I mentioned, 247 yards. They had 109 in the air and 141 on the ground. The Panthers had two penalties, but leading rusher was Darren Granger. How about that? He had a net of 121 yards on eight carries. He did have a touchdown, being a 65-yard. He averaged 15.1 on the ground. Marcus Carroll had 10 carries for 20 yards. Uh, The most important one was that two-yard touchdown that he had just before the end of the half. Darren Granger throwing the ball was 11 of 21. He had 106 yards and one touchdown. He was sacked once. Leading receiver was Jakaius Cradle, Jakari Carter, and Robert Lewis each had three. Cradle had 45 yards. Jakari Cradle had 32 yards. Robert Lewis had one for 15, but that was a touchdown right now. And uh, Cade Loggins had three punts he was averaging 38 yards per punt which is a little bit less than what he had last week but we'll take it right now especially in a tough hard-hitting game like this and Justin Abraham led the Panthers with six tackles John Trey Hunter had four Javon Dennis had three and one of those was a sack and Anthony Bloom had two tackles in the first half and that's a look at the statistics there for Georgia State here in the first half, leading 21-0. All right, and the second half is coming up shortly right now. Time to take a quick listen to our first-half highlights. Georgia State up 21-0, as Harper said, and the Panthers got off to a quick start in that first quarter as Darren Granger led the Panthers on a four-play 82-yard drive, 82 total yards. Darren had 65 of them on this play to put the Panthers up 7-0 early. First down from the 35, big hole up the middle, Granger, 45 across midfield, he's going to score a touchdown, 25-20, 15-10-5, that's a Georgia State touchdown, Darren Granger, 65 yards, UConn could not catch him. Time of the drive, a minute 37-7-0, Georgia State, Jeremiah Johnson with the first big play on the defensive side of the football on a fumble by Jalen Mitchell. Here's a throw across the middle. A lot of room. It's caught and football, football. And Georgia State's got the football. Ball was actually deflected back across the 30. And the Panthers come up with a fumble. Their third takeaway of the season. The big first big play on defense. Jeremiah Johnson would call his name again on the defensive side of the football. By the way, the Panthers led 7-0 at the end of the first quarter. Came up with another takeaway in the second quarter. And who got it? Jeremiah Johnson on this play. Loggins will get a quick kickoff. Nice spiraling kick right to Brett Buckman. And the 40 dropped the football. And it's recovered by Georgia State. The Panthers recover the fumble on the punt. And the Panthers would make them pay. They had the ball at the 46. Six plays later, Darren Granger would connect with Robert Lewis from nine yards out on this play. Here's the snap on third down and nine. They're going to throw again. Turning around, making the catch. Robert Lewis, touchdown, Georgia State. And the Panthers go up 13 to nothing. Second touchdown catch of the season in two ball games for Robert Lewis. And the Panthers go up 13 nothing. Liam Rickman with the point after was 14 nothing. A little later on, after Darren Granger had a great run, 
down to the three-yard line. They got to the 2-1 play later, and another play later, the handoff on the ninth play of the drive went to Marcus Carroll. Carroll, another handoff. He will bust into the end zone. That's a Georgia State touchdown. A two-yard touchdown run by Marcus Carroll. His first tonight, his fourth touchdown of the season, and the Panthers late here in the second quarter go up 20 to nothing. 63 yards on the drive, and that's where we are. 21-0 Georgia State as the second half is just about to get underway. Well, let's look at the Sunbelt scoreboard here right now. Late in the ballgame, Marshall is ahead. They pulled at 21 points in the fourth quarter. They're ahead 31-13 at East Carolina. They've gone to overtime in North Carolina. Appalachian State has just scored. Uh, They're going to get an extra point attempt here, but it's 33-27 in overtime so north carolina will get a chance uh with the ball but uh right now it looks like appy's ahead of north carolina remember we had we we should have beat north carolina last year georgia southern is ahead of uab they're in the third quarter it's 35 29 that game is down south of here old dominion at home against louisiana is ahead 24 17 Old Dominion ahead there, the Monarchs. And Coastal Carolina is trailing at home against Jacksonville State. They've got the ball in the second quarter, but they're behind. 9-7 to seven is the score of that one. Halftime at Arkansas State there. University of Memphis, 24-3 there, taking on the Red Wolves. Red Wolves behind right now. ULM, Louisiana Monroe is ahead of Lamar, 7-0. They're in the second quarter of that one. Florida State and Georgia, or excuse me, Southern Miss, uh, just getting started there. Uh, Florida State has just scored. It's 6 nothing right now with an extra point to come. That with 11 and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. Kansas State beat Troy earlier today. University of Texas South, uh, San Antonio, they ended up winning. Uh, they were at home in San Antonio, 20-13. to 13, And we'll get the rest of the scores a little bit later. The second half is underway. Well, I can tell you, James Madison got a big win today, beating the Virginia Cavaliers in Charlottesville. Yeah, I was going to save that for uh, the upset of the day. But uh, Sunbelt having another good day against non-conference opponents. All right, it was a booming kick by Braden McAllister over the head or helmet or both of Brian Bruton. So the ball will come out to the 25 here to start the third quarter for the UConn Huskies. Again, 21-0 Georgia State. Glad you're with us here on the Georgia State Radio Network tonight. Great night for football weather-wise. And the Panthers playing an outstanding first half on both sides of the ball. Taquan Robertson starts out a quarterback here in the third quarter. Houston a running back. And they're going to throw across the middle and it's caught for the first down. On the reception there was Jordan Porter. That was just over the outstretched arms of one of the Panther inside linebackers. 16 yards on the pickup, just a little post route, breaks it inside, does does Porter. Big catch for them. And they went with Taquan Robertson. You know who almost got a hand on that was John Trey Hunter. Yeah, John Trey's had a, he's been around the ball all day today. Ball's at the 41-yard line for the Huskies, first and 10 for them. So Robertson out of the shotgun. Double tights. And Houston in the backfield. Buckman. In motion, they're going to hand it off Houston. He turns upfield, got a flag thrown from the 50-yard line. Boy, the Panthers doing such a good job of the defensive line getting into the backfield. That was kind of a sweeping, long, delayed play going to the left-hand side. Houston did a great job, but here comes Bradley. Offense, number 51, 10-yard penalty, first down. 51 is Yakuri Walker, their center, 6 feet, 272 pounds. 
Guilty of the infraction. We'll back the ball up to the 31-yard line. So the clock will start again, and it will be first and 20 coming up here for UConn. Again, the Huskies looking to get in the win column after a 24-14 loss in their opener at home against NC State last week. And they're here in Atlanta for week two tonight. Two tights again, one on the left, one on the right. Porter, the wideout goes in motion. Here's the snap, they're going to run the football. And it is going to be run by Houston. Not a whole lot going on there. He's lucky to get two, maybe three yards on the carry. They're going to give him one yard, second down at 19. Yeah, I want to say Javon Dennis was the guy to scrape across and make the play. Good job of the big defensive tackle. Getting across his man and finding where the ball is. It wasn't a, a terrific hit, but it was able to get him down, and that's the most important thing. You know, they'll give him a one-yard and maybe a, a foot difference. Snap coming up on second down and 19 near hash. As you would imagine, empty backfield. They need yards. And here's the snap to Robertson. Pressure going to chase him out of the pocket. He will run towards the Georgia State sideline and avoid getting drilled. Will run into the Georgia State sideline. That might be a sack because I don't know if he got back to the line of scrimmage, but good pressure there. There was a stunt going on in the middle, and pressure forced him out of the pocket. And the secondary did a fantastic job with coverage. Forcing Robertson to take the sack. About a one-foot loss there. Why do you try to talk over that trade more? Well, I tried to delay. I thought that it was going to be a two-second, but it was a three-second whistle. Third down and 19 now from the 32. Left to right across the radio dial. Put a man in motion out of the far side. Two wideouts here near side. Robertson, quick release. Got a man. It is caught. And it will be a pickup of six or seven yards. On the reception that time for UConn. Was number 17, and that was the tight, tight end. end. Yeah. Yep, Justin Jolie. Josiah Robinson doing a great job of breaking off of the coverage that he had on a different man to make that play at the 41-yard line. So they get back that penalty yards on first down. It took him three yards to do it, but it forces a punt. Jakari Carter standing back at the Georgia State 15. And George Caraton on to punt the football. The penalty really... Stifled their offense on that first possession here in the third quarter. Here's a spiraling kick Chasing Carter back and he signaled for the fair catch I'm not sure that eight well, Yeah Great punt not sure Demont Brinson saw him signal for it tackled him anyway the Red Hats out on the field and a big crowd over there Georgia State players 11.37 to go. We got a timeout here with Georgia State leading at 21-0 over the Huskies of UConn. We'll take the timeout with them. We're back in 60 seconds. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale. More than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's 
that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. This is Georgia State Football on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, 11.37 to play third quarter. 21-0 Georgia State. Great punt there by UConn's George Caratan. Harper counted it off 51 yards unofficially. Tonight's game presented by the folks at Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Also tonight's game made possible in part by the folks at the Georgia State University Bookstore offering a selection of Panther gifts and apparel locations on the downtown Atlanta campus as well as Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. And the Georgia State University Alumni Association, the alumni office, offers a wide variety of programs to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Get the latest online at alumni.gsu.edu. We thank the Georgia State Bookstore. And we're also going to acknowledge a nice return there, or at least a way to get the ball. Now, if it bounces and goes into the end zone for a touchback, that, okay, I get it. That would have been great. But instead, the Panthers will take over in the worst field position to start a drive here of the ball game. They get it at their eight-yard line. Two tights for the Panthers. Right to left across your radio dial here. Third quarter going to be a first play handoff to Marcus Carroll. Running straight ahead. Kind of lost his footing but avoided getting hit. And at least now gives Darren a little bit more room to work. Picked up two yards to the 10. Marcus really likes to cut back. If he is going to the right-hand side, which he was on that, he lined up to the left at Darren Granger and cut against the grain to go back against the left guard and tackle. But he did slip, as Dave said. Snap to Granger. Quick toss to Talik Williams. Talik now. Running near side, but Face then mask. turned upfield, we'll and there's a flag on the play. Well, we'll get we'll get some yardage on that. Unintentional, whether it's five yards or whether it's a personal foul at 15. I think they'll give him five. Personal foul. Nope. Face mask. Defense number 15. 15 yard penalty. Automatic first down. Come on, you've been wanting to say this all night. What's that? Tui Fomia Brown. Fa'umuina Brown. Fa'umuina Brown. Yeah. Did I get it close? Am I close? I'm just going by oh, my you're going by phonetic what you, pronunciation. Yeah. All right. Well, Tui got an injured Panther or a shaken up Panther. Jakaias Cradle making his way back here to the sideline. Jakaias was given the job of uh, blocking there on that play. And I think he, like Chris Bird earlier in the ballgame, took a fist to the face there above the face mask but below the forehead. Chris Bird back in the ballgame. Kadarius Thompson, a wide out here on the near side with Talik Williams. Breathing room now for the Panthers. They've got it at the 24. First down snap on the way to Darren Granger. Quick throw out on the flat. Caught there by Robert Lewis. Shook a tackle. Going to pick up the first down as he's dragged down. Coming across the 40-yard line. Nice catch and turnaround run there by Robert Lewis. Yeah, nice job just turning around and he avoided two separate Huskies that were trying to take his head off. And it ends up being number eight, Jackson Mitchell, their linebacker that knocks him out of bounds at the 39-yard line on the right side. 16-yard pickup. To the 39-yard line. 
10 20 now on a turning clock far hash Granger out of the shotgun and they fake the handoff it's going to be caught to Leak Williams he also avoided one tackle and then got wrapped up and brought down by Noah Plack stations on our radio network top of the hour let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Atlanta this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network this is head coach Sean Elliott you're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville we were stacked right behind each other between the bottom of the numbers in the sideline for the Panthers. Second down and two. It's going to be a handoff again to Marcus Carroll in behind right guard and right tackle. Nothing there. Nope. Did not get to the first down marker, which is at the 49-yard line. Still need those two yards. Eric Watts, the defensive end, in on the tackle there. Number 97. Jelani Stafford, number 90, or 96 and 97, both there in on that play. Marcus having a hard time getting some gain gain tonight. Third down and two. Granger out of the shotgun. Near hash. To his right, Marcus Carroll. Got two wideouts now to his right, far side. Nobody here to the near side. And there's the snap again. They're going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll. He will pick up the two yards. Spun, stayed on his feet, got across midfield, got across the 45 into UConn territory, down to about the 43 before Noah Plack, number 22, made the tackle. Boy, Marcus had great balance there. He got hit behind the line of scrimmage. He spins around. He keeps his feet. Next thing you know, he avoids another tackle. I think that was uh, Durante Jones that White tried to get him down below the legs and wasn't able to do so. Ball's at the 43-yard line with the first down for the Panthers. Jakaias Cradle back on the field. He's wide out here near side. Williams goes in motion. Here's the snap. Granger chased out of the pocket. Going to throw on the run. Looking for Talik. Got him the football. Made the catch inside the 30. Another Georgia State first down as he gets run out of bounds over on the UConn sideline. 15-yard gain. Who ran him out? Noah Plack. Wow. Great play. Buying time, sprinting out to the right-hand side, knowing there was pressure with the guy in his face. He put a little bit of air in between it and got the ball just before he went out of bounds to Talik Williams. At the UConn 29, it's going to be a handoff, and Marcus will go nowhere. Tui. I'll just call him Tui. Yeah, I'll say the last name. You got it? Tui Fomia Brown. Or something close to that. By the way, he's 6'2", 231, a junior out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And he's blitzing from an outside linebacker position and gets to where the center is in lightning quick speed. Second down at 10, ball still at the 29. Here's Talik Williams motoring over here near side. Granger, oncoming traffic. He's going to tuck it and run right up the middle. And that was really the only play after he avoided Colin McCarthy, who was running straight at him. And he ends up picking up. A couple well, of yards to make it now, third and six. They blitz from the outside at 56. Carter Hooper, the defensive end of only a sophomore, missed Darren Granger. He picks up four. Ball now at the 25, 7.07 to go on a turning clock. Panthers up 21-0 here over the visiting Huskies of Connecticut. Carroll now shifts to the left of Granger. Too wide here to the near side, two to the right. Here's the snap. Granger's going to keep it. Granger's going to tuck it Fall and forward. run. Fall ah. forward. He's still going to be shy of that first down marker. Had to get to the 19-yard line from the 25. And he got to the 21. That's where they'll place the football, just outside the 21-yard line. Darren really liked that hole that opened up. He and 
Marcus Carroll were going left like that old option type offense which Oklahoma and Nebraska used to run. But Darren ends up keeping it and gets close but does not get the first down. Fourth down and two. The Panther, Granger looking over at that sideline. Kadarius Thompson, Talik Williams, wide outs here to the near side. Now we're going to uh, try to sprint guys around. We're going to end up calling timeout here and try a field goal. Talik Williams in action. And Granger now going to roll out. And he's going to be chased. He'll pick up that first down. He's going to run to the near sideline and run out of bounds. And one of the big collision along the sideline there. Sequoia McDuffie. I wouldn't want to get run over by big number 99. I yeah, can he, tell you that. He took out one of the guys that uh, basically does sound here for ESPN. I didn't think they were going to run the ball, Dave. I thought that was a, a, a setup, that they were going to move guys around and try to get someone to flinch. And with two seconds left on the play clock, they snapped the ball, and Darren Granger didn't like what he saw down the field. Ends up getting the ball to right inside the 19-yard line for the first. 535, here's the snap on first down. Handed off Marcus Carroll. Runs in behind left tackle to the outside. Gets inside the 15-yard line. Down to the 14. Gain of four. These are tough yards, Dave. Tough yards. Yep. Offensive line. They're, they're deep. Now they're bringing a whole new set of defensive linemen. Four new bodies coming in fresh here for UConn. Second down at six. Blitz coming. Tua's lined up at the uh, left end position. It looks like he's going to try to blitz. Ranger trying to draw some movement along that defensive line. We audible, so we've got a little extra time. There's the snap. Handoff going to go to Marcus go. Carroll. Carroll going to bust through the line across the 10 down to the 7. Best run for Marcus Carroll all night. Right in between the guard and the tackle on the right-hand side. Good hole there. You got Chris Bird blocking the guy in the end, our tight end. He's lined up just inside the tackle. First and goal, 7-yard line. Handed off Marcus again across the 5. He's carrying two white jerseys with him. Marked that at about the three, so a four-yard pickup for Marcus. Second and goal from the three-yard line coming up here for Granger and the Panthers. This is where, as an offensive lineman, you just feel really good about going forward, making contact with your guy, and knowing that Marcus is going to get you some yardage. Carroll gets the ball again. Pushing forward into the end zone. Those legs moving, and it's a Georgia State touchdown. They make it 27 to nothing here over UConn. Marcus Carroll, not to be denied on the handoff, ran it right up the middle, taking a one or two white UConn defenders with him into the end zone. It's 27-0. Yeah, absolutely. 63, Trevor Timmons just pulls around from his right guard spot, and there's a double team there. Avery Reese, if we get a chance to visit with Avery, who called the time? Is that injury? Yeah, that's one of our guys is down. So an injured Panther. Let me get out the binoculars and see if I could see who it is. Not sure if that's cramping up, which could be. Yeah, they're calling a uh, TV timeout as well, but I think that's uh, not a charge timeout because of an injury. All right, we'll take the media timeout with them. 4.07 to go here in quarter number three on a... Great night weather-wise here in Atlanta. 27-0 Georgia State leading, visiting UConn. We're back after this timeout. 60-second break here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
Great. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, four minutes, seven seconds to go. Here in the third quarter, Georgia State football tonight on the radio network made possible in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford at Ford.com. Well, congrats to Marcus Carroll, Harper, over a 1,000 career yards rushing. And I'm going to tease and say, well, it took you till you were a senior to get it, Marcus. But again, we talked about it in the pregame show. He had to split time for two years with, with Williams and with uh, Tucker, Tucker Gregg. And uh, now this is his show, and I, I think he's just going to break all kinds of records. He he has really worked tonight. Everybody has. This has not been an easy game to play at all. Very impressed with UConn's defense. But uh, congratulations to Marcus. He's over a thousand yards in his career. There's not been many that have been that in that club in in, in the Georgia State Panther locker room. So congratulations to him for that. PAT here to come. Liam Rickman with. Cade Loggins holding, kick is up, and it is good. Georgia State now leading UConn 28 to nothing. This one, I'm sure, sending some shockwaves around college football as we watch, and they watch on a Saturday night across the country. We'll give you the drive stats on the other side of this timeout. Back at 60 seconds from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooks Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned air systems and train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. 4.07 ago here in quarter number 328-0 Georgia State. Healing and protecting your heart is not a one-person job. It takes a team. And at Northside Hospitals Heart Institute, 75 physicians have come together 
now at over 50 locations across the state of Georgia. Northside Hospital's Heart Institute, excellence at heart. Hey, you want to look at a couple scores? Sure. We've got some finals for you. We weren't able to get these a little earlier. In overtime, North Carolina ends up beat Appalachian State 40-34. to Again, that game in overtime, played at North Carolina. Marshall was a winner at East Carolina. That game was delayed because of rain earlier. Bad weather. 31-13 was the final Marshall, the victory there on the road. Kansas State beats Troy at home in Manhattan, 42-13. James Madison with the upset of the night. James Madison, 36. University of Virginia, that's right. Cavaliers end up losing at home to the James Madison. It's unbelievable. Uh, what are they, the, the Dukes. I was thinking the Bulldogs. What am I thinking? University of Texas, San Antonio. Where's that, Dave? Near the what? What's that place that you go to? They are the Road Runners of San Antonio. At Where the Alamo? At the Alamo. What do you Alamo want to Dome. never forget when you go to the Alamo? Yeah, remember the running. Game. Remember the running game. Forget about. Should have won else. that game when we played them there. Under You're Coach still upset, Curry. aren't you? You got to get over that anger management issue, Dave. Twenty to thirteen, San Antonio beats Texas State. And South Alabama's a winner at home. They beat Southeast Louisiana 35-17. Here's the kickoff ready to come from the Panthers. Ball. By the way, the drive, the drive stats on that last Georgia State touchdown. 15 plays. How about that? Yeah, 92 yards. Remember you said worst field position that we've had tonight. Maybe all season, Dave, because we've done a lot of good things this, this season here tonight. High end over end to Brian Bruton. Just inside the five, cutting to the near side, 15, 20, 25. Good pursuit there by the Panthers. Up to about the 27-yard line. Nice kick there by Braden McAllister, the Charlotte transfer. Dylan Houghton, a safety, number 35 there on the play. All right, let's see what UConn has in store. Gone. Yep, they're going to go with Taquan Robertson again. So it appears that it's his game to try to win for them. They take over at the 26-yard line, first and 10. They're trailing by 28 points. Who would have thought? In the backfield, 22, Victor Rosa, sophomore out of Bristol, Connecticut. They start out at their own 26. Rosa will take the handoff. Looking to cut back up in behind left tackle and left guard. He's going to get... Crunched there by a wall of black jerseys. Again, a blackout tonight. Cody Jones, who had a big interception a week ago. John Trey Hunter in there as well. And it was a gain of just two with all that running. Second down and eight up to the UConn 28-yard line. Here's the snap. Robertson going to look to throw. Got a man. It's caught over here on the near sideline. And a big tight end. Uh, not uh, tight end, but the wideout, Brent Buckman. He needed eight, and that's exactly what he got. Nice catch. Really need to stretch out to be able to get that. That's just, as soon as I get the ball, I'm going to get the laces, and Robertson releases it on that quick little out route, the first down now at the 36-yard line. First down with just over three minutes to go in the quarter. They fake the handoff to Buckman. It's going to be a keeper there by Robertson. He'll scamper for about five or six yards. We'll see where they place the football. All the way up to the 43. And we'll bring second down and three on the play here for UConn. We're inside of three minutes to go. Here in the third. We call in time? Yep. Sean Elliott Georgia will take State. the timeout. Timeout. Georgia State. They're first. 30-second timeout. 
So 30-second timeout. We'll keep the broadcast right here. Quick reminder, we're with you from Charlotte, North Carolina next Saturday. 5.30 airtime with our Panther pregame show. 6 o'clock kick from what they used to be called UNC Charlotte. We've been there before. They're now the Charlotte 49ers. I kind of like their stadium. I do too. Right on campus. It's not yeah. really big, but it, 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 the sound reverberates. Remember, we had that touchdown that we got. We're on one, remember, we blocked, or they blocked a, a, a field goal attempt, and then one of our guys catches it, and he falls forward, and it's a 20 yard field goal, real short, and we get a touchdown. Was that uh, Shaq Gilmore? I think Shaq got the touchdown yeah, I think it against was. them. You remember all that stuff pretty uh, vividly. I, well, I, what, I, I I don't have that. What I like about it is the radio booth is lower and closer to the field. You would care about that more than anything else. Well, of course. Second down and three from the 43-yard line. They're going to hand it off to Rosa. And he's not going to get that first down. He got stood up. John Trey Hunter right in there for the Panthers. He was our guest on our Panther pregame show this week. Interestingly enough, when I said they passed the test, he said, yeah, we did based on the fact that we won, but we got a lot of things that they needed to work on. Between the end of last week and this week, and obviously a big difference how well the defense have played yeah. so far tonight. Oh, much different. Much more confident. A couple of guys are switching up right now. Corey Warren comes out. Javon Dennis goes back in. Henry Bryant back in, the transfer from Louisville. Tylen Dunup. In a tackle right now. Houston in motion. He's going to take the handoff, oh and he goodness. lost his footing as he was trying to cut back upfield at the 45, and he got dropped there. Yeah, just a jet sweep, real simple play, just trying to get a guy out in the space and see what you can do. And now it's fourth down. Uh, I'm going to say they need about five and a half feet. Now they're going to hold, hold on, hold on, folks. They lined up, double tights on the ball trying to get everybody but the umpire was in the way that's von cowan and he was being asked because of his substitution to slow everything down the ball's on the 44 yard line the plate was shut down because the ball was not ready for play due to a substitution by yukon results in a warning the next infraction will result in a penalty it'll be fourth down now they bring out the punty so they tried to speed play it yukon did and as it turns out, because of the quick shifting of bringing in a couple of different bodies, they tried to get Georgia State to have an odd number of guys out there. The umpire steps in the way, and the result is UConn will take the ball back at the 44-yard line and punt. George Caratat on to punt the football. It's a spiraling kick. I'd let that bounce. And that's exactly oh. what Jakari Carter's going to do. They will down it at the 25-yard line. That's so. a good play right there. Jakari yeah. lets it bounce, and it goes in the direction. Because the kicker, now he was averaging, Carrington was averaging almost, he was 49.8 yards on his four punts earlier today. And this one he had to kind of pooch punt it because of the field position. Ball takes a Georgia State bounce, and we'll take it over at the 25-yard line. So definitely better field position than the eight-yard line. The last possession started, although the Panthers converted it into a touchdown. We're at 129 to go here in quarter number three. Panthers looking to get off to a 2-0 start, heading to Charlotte in week three. Before you know it, it'll be week four, and we'll be in Conway opening up Sunbelt play at do Coastal you, Carolina. Do you have your still undefeated shirt somewhere? Uh, you know I do. Yeah, somewhere you do. You should wear that on campus. 
Man in motion is Jakari Carter. They're going to go ahead and run the football right up the middle. Marcus Carroll see 22. Noah Plack right in there. First one in there on the tackle. Yeah, there are still guys falling over each other. Yep. And it was Marcus Carroll on the carry there for Georgia State. How many times has he run the football so far? Uh, that would have been number 20 right there. See if Georgia State brings in anybody else to run the football tonight. And Robert Lewis in motion. They'll hand it off to Carroll. Started out right and then cut back up to the middle of the field. Got across the 30. Up close to the 32 or 33 yard line. And be back at the 32 and bring up. Do you remember saying a few years ago how when Trey Barnett would run, it'd take him a little while to get his feet going, but with full speed. Marcus Carroll, I'm telling you, gets full speed and stops on a dime when his right tackle gets in his way and then cuts back, and he still makes a couple yards on that play. He turned third down lemons and lemonade. Yep, third down and three coming up here for Georgia State. This may be the final play here in the third quarter. Ranger. Farhash, here's the snap. Darren's going to go ahead and tuck it and run. He's going to pick up that first down up across the 35 to get to the first down marker ahead to the 40. And that's where he's dropped, and that will bring the third quarter to a close. Yeah, they'll give him right at the 42-yard line. So a 10-yard pickup from Darren Granger. He should have unofficially 142 yards on the ground now rushing. And the Panthers go into the fourth quarter ready to celebrate. Every one of them has four fingers up on each arm. 28-0 at the end of three against the University of Connecticut. And we'll take our end of the quarter break. We're back with more from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta after this two-minute timeout here at the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale. More than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404 404- 
97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, 28-0 Georgia State. Three quarters are in the books. Tonight's game broadcast presented by Center Park Credit Union, the folks at Coke Zero Sugar, and by Ford, Ford.com. Well, the Panthers here at the end of three quarters are only two yards away for rushing for 200. They have 198 right now. Darren Granger has 142, and Dave, you've just been texted that that's a career high for him. So he's one yard away, actually. All right, well, he's going to keep it, I think, on this next one, knowing full well that they met right now to discuss that. With 341 total yards for the Georgia State Panthers, the UConn Huskies have 132. Time of possession. Huskies have had the ball longer than the Georgia State Panthers have. 23 minutes and 4 seconds versus 21 minutes and 56 seconds. So... About a two-minute differential right there. First and ten for the Panthers on the 42. Fourth quarter underway here in Atlanta. Here's the snap to Granger. Reverse. They're going to send it to Jakari Carter, and he's going to get tripped up in the backfield. They're going to lose a ton of yards. It was a handoff to Marcus Carroll, who handed the reverse to Jakari Carter, running towards the UConn sideline, and they lost a boatload of yards on that play. There were two... Huskies that were in the right place at the right time. Bryce Yates, six foot four, two hundred and seventy-two pound defensive end. He's a sophomore, makes a nice play there. Panthers in trouble now. Second down and eighteen ball, all the way back to the thirty-four yard line. Left to right across your radio dial here in the fourth quarter. Marcus Carroll goes from the right side of Darren Granger to the left in the shotgun. Snap to Darren. Steps up in the pocket, dumps it off, and it's caught by Marcus Carroll. Avoided one oncoming tackler, but Uh-oh. could not avoid the second. Uh-oh. Got a Panther shaken up. Very slow. That is Marcus Carroll. Here comes number 17, KZ Adams. I'm not sure if Marcus turned an ankle or a knee there. I know he was trying to twist his body to get an extra yard or two. Almond Green comes into the ball game too. He replaces Chris Bird. Five wides. One of them's a tight end. Empty backfield. Granger glancing over at the sideline. Five on the play clock. Snap coming up on third down at 17. And Sean Elliott will burn a timeout. Yeah, that was a slow developing play that needed a little extra Georgia State. The play clock was running down to zero. So that'll lead us into immediate timeout. Here at Center Park Stadium with 13-27 remaining. Georgia State 28, UConn nothing. We're back in 60 seconds. From Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. The way you live your life has changed. You have new priorities, new technology, new opportunities. Jackson AMC has created the ideal home for you, one that reflects your new lifestyle. It's called Right Choice Homes. Every Right Choice Home is guaranteed to be energy efficient, comfortable, and receives our lowest energy rate. Right Choice Homes, energy efficient, guaranteed, only from Jackson EMC. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. 
Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. The Panthers play here on 97.5 Glory FM. 13-27 to go in this one tonight. Second game of the season for Georgia State. Trying to get jump out to a 2-0 start. Leading 28-0 here over UConn. Tonight's game broadcast presented by our friends at Center Park Credit Union. Proud sponsor of Georgia State University Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Well, what play do you have for third and 17 where you can get a first down? Panthers been pretty successful of getting the ball in the inside of the field or inward going routes. Remember they had to... How about Granger down the middle to Robert Lewis? Well, that would be good. I'd like that. A couple of big plays earlier with Carter catching a couple of balls back-to-back on quick little slant routes to the inside. You get a missed tackle. Next thing you know, you have a chance to get the first down. Do you just get yourself out of trouble here and gain five or ten and give yourself plenty of room to punt it? Good news for the Panther fans is Marcus Carroll's back in the ball game. He took, what, one play off and then uh, right back in. Yep, KZ came in but didn't even get a carry because we went into a timeout. So we've got our five offensive linemen, ball literally on the X in the middle of the field at the 35-yard line. Chris Bird is just outside the hash mark on the right side and two other receivers outside of him. Third down at 17, ball as Harper set at the 35. Granger again looking over at the sideline. Good discipline by the Huskies not to go on that double clap by Granger. Snap to Darren, and he will hand it off to Marcus Carroll in behind left tackle. Across the 40, up to the 42. So he gets back to about the original line of scrimmage. Put it at the 41 instead. That'll bring the punting unit out. If I'm UConn, I'm going to kind of go for it. I got nothing to lose here right now, and I need something to get me back in this ballgame. Cade Loggins on to punt the ball now for the Panthers. And back deep is Brett Buckman. There's the snap. Sidewinding kick there by Loggins. We got a flag thrown back at the 40. That had to be on us. Yeah. We flinched. Somebody did. Uh, unless now they're going to say right now that maybe one of the Huskies crossed the line of scrimmage there just before the ball was snapped. Uh, defense causing the offense to react. Five-yard penalty. Down. So we needed 11 for the first down. Now we're about fourth and six, depending on where they mark it. He'll put it at the 46-yard line. Huskies had five penalties prior to this tonight. This is their sixth. Loggins will try again. Standing at the Georgia State 32, and they come after him. He gets this one off. This is a little bit of a spiraling sidewinder. Buckman lost the football and ends up ricocheting out of bounds. He collided with number three, and that is... Damon Hinson. Well, Tony McCray, our cornerback, number 19, ends up getting real close to Beckman and then peels away at the very end. And the guy blocking him, that's who you just mentioned, Dave, ends up bumping in to the returner 
forcing. That's the third time tonight they've had a ball that has bounced off the shoulder pads or somehow or another they've had a hard time connecting on those. So special teams doing a great job again for the Panthers. So to Quan Robertson, the Penn State transfer, came in at quarterback in that first half. He's still in there now for the Huskies. Play action. He'll throw across the middle. Got a man. It's caught in a big hit there on Justin Jolie. He picks up the first down. He holds on to the football. I believe that was Ty G. Leach on the big hit there for the Panthers. That's what I'm thinking. Number 29. Yeah, yep. Ty G. had the tight end. Panthers making a substitution right now. Coming into the ball game is number 24. That's Ronald Cooper. Robertson again going to put it in the air, and it's almost intercepted, but great job there by Bright Keith Brown. Jumped in front of the passing lane and deflected the ball yep. away from Jolie. Great description, Dave. That's exactly what he did. He jumped the route. He went from guarding his guy. He was reading the quarterback's eyes, and when he released it, he went into another man's territory and was able to deflect that. Intended receiver was number 10. That is uh, your pump returner, Brett Breckman. Brings up second down and 10. Ball at the 40-yard line. Near hash. Robertson looking. Going to escape the pocket. He's going to tuck it and run. Running near sideline across the 40. And he'll run out of bounds at the 43. Clock at 11.46. It'll bring up third down and seven now for the UConn Huskies. Javon Dennis back on the field along with Henry Bryant along that defensive line for the Panthers. Terrell Gordon hustling to get off the field. Now he will come back on uh, the field. We're going to call timeout. Panthers got to burn a timeout. Timeout. Georgia State. That's the third final timeout of the half. He's in trouble. Second timeout. For coming off the field. He's, you called me off. No, we, we didn't call you off. But hey, if all it costs is a burnt timeout, I'm okay with that. We'll talk about it after we come back from the break. Media timeout again, 11.46 remaining here in Atlanta tonight. 28-0, Georgia State leading UConn. Week two, and we're back in 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale. More than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM. Radio Network made possible in part by the Georgia State University Bookstore. Bookstore offering a selection of Panther gifts and apparel. They've got locations on the downtown Atlanta campus, as well as campuses in Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Also by the folks at the Georgia State University Alumni Association. Online at alumni.gsu.edu. Well, let's look at what's going on in the Sun Belt. Down in Statesboro, Georgia Southern has the lead in the fourth quarter. Five minutes left to go there. 46-35. 
the University of Alabama Birmingham. Old Dominion holding on to a lead against Louisiana. That'd be upset to me, at least from a Sunbelt perspective. Old Dominion at home in Virginia, 38-24 against UL. Coastal Carolina has a 10-9 lead. They're in the third quarter. 13 minutes there. Coastal has had 10-9 against Jacksonville State. And Memphis is stomping all over. It's uh, early in the fourth quarter. Memphis is ahead of Arkansas State. Jonesboro, 31-3. Our two Western Division opponents a little later on this year. Troy at home, Louisiana on the road. All right, coming out of that timeout, ball at the 43, third down at seven. Huskies go with an empty backfield. Robertson looking, fires across the middle, caught by Buckman. He'll pick up the first down as he scoots across the 50-yard line, which is right where that marker was, and he got to about the 48, make that the 47 of Georgia State, and a Husky first down. They're going to stick three wide here to the near side. On first down from the 47, right in the center of the field. Robertson shading back, dumps it off. Picked up there by Victor Rosa, and he'll pick up five yards after the catch. Second down and five coming up here for the Huskies. To Georgia State, he's trying to draw them into a long, drawn-out possession here. Run that clock. It is second and five. They're at the Georgia State 42-yard line. Rosa does a really good job of keeping his feet moving and his balance. It's no wonder he gained almost 100 yards last week against North Carolina State. Ricardo Williams Jr., the Old Dominion, uh, make that the Mississippi Gulf Coast transfer sprinting on the field, getting in the ball game. There's a pass right across the middle, and it's in and out of the hands of Cameron Cam Ross. Ross. Yep. The Newark, Delaware kid. Cam got his shoulders facing the quarterback. The ball was thrown to the back, back shoulder. Like, kind of when you're handcuffed, you try to turn your hands up or down. It was a little bit behind him and the other way and ends up falling incomplete. Now it's third and five. Third down and five. So far tonight, six of 13 on their third down opportunities for the Huskies. Two wideouts here near side. Including Porter and Buckman. Here's the snap now to Robertson. He's going to step up in the pocket. He will throw on the run. He's got a man over here on the near side. Connects with Cameron Ross. Ross just dropped the previous pass of the previous play. Holds on this time. And it's another Husky first down. First down at the Georgia State 30-yard line. Robertson did a great job of making it look like he was going to run. And then he releases it late. Five steps back. Back over here to Buckman. Sidesteps of one Panther defender. Runs forward near side, gets across the 25, down to the 23. Shy of the first down marker, which is the 20-yard line, but we're now inside of 10 minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. Buckman just a quick little stop route, but we didn't tackle him, and he ends up picking up seven there on first down. Quick snap, Robertson again. He's going to go over here to the near sideline. Caught Buckman, who slid and held on for the catch. Coverage there by... Rikees Brown, he had good coverage. Buckman yeah. lost his footing, fell down, and the ball came right into his chest well, area. Well, it was underthrown. It was back shoulder, and it wasn't supposed to be. So Buckman did a good job of trying to find that ball, catch it just before it hit the ground. He was on the ground as he caught it, so ball was dead there at the 11. Rosa's in the backfield, eh, and running the football. Here's the throw towards the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. Kevin's Clercius on the catch there. 
And UConn is on the scoreboard. Well, good coverage there by Gavin Pringle. And he had his back to the ball and didn't really see very at the very end. The ball breaks to the inside. And the receiver just goes where the ball is. And Pringle didn't see it. If the ball was high or to the outside, it would have been an incomplete pass. But it was low into the inside. Only uh, Clercius could catch it. And he ends up making the touchdown grab. PAT is up through the uprights. It is good. Kevin's Clercius, 6-2-2-12 redshirt junior from Montreal, Quebec. Up in Canada, and that 11-yard touchdown pass gets UConn on the scoreboard with 9-16 remaining in the football game. Now it's a 28-7 Georgia State lead. Red Hat on the field, media timeout, so we'll take it with them. Back to Center Park Stadium in Atlanta in this after the 60-second timeout here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. The Panthers play here on 97.5 Glory FM. UConn on the scoreboard with 9-16 remaining, 28-7. Georgia State leading it. Taquan Robertson, 11-yard touchdown pass to Kevin Splercius. 10 plays, 76 yards. Harper, 3 minutes and 5 seconds of the that's, time of the drive. That's a good drive by Robertson. They've been probably waiting for that all evening. Not sure if the... Uh, too little too late scenario comes in right now but you're going to try to get a spark i'm not sure if they're going to do an onside kick you had nothing to lose if you if you don't get it but if you do get it now you got a chance okay you get the ball back and maybe make it a 14 point game but if you kick it deep i understand that's what they may want to do but georgia state taking no uh, chances here we'll have nine men up near the line well excuse me they'll have they'll have seven up front two behind them and then uh, looks like one deep returner that'll be Talik Williams he's at about the 20 yard line expecting an onside kick, kick Boop, booming end over end kick and that'll bounce on the R in Georgia in the end zone to our left and a ball come out to the 25 for Granger and the Panthers with 9-16 remaining well, with a comfortable 21-point lead, one of the things you don't want to do now is turn the ball over and give UConn the ball back in your own territory. But getting a couple first downs, running a few minutes off the clock, just doing your job. See Coach Elliott right now kind of telling everybody on offense, let's go. Ranger and Marcus Carroll 
Heading out onto the field, Robert Lewis, Kadarius Thompson, wideouts to the far side, far hash, the left hash for Georgia State. And they're going to run it with Marcus Carroll, and he's not going to get a whole lot. No. Rashawn Wilkins there, the first one to make contact. Second down coming up. Well, they actually gave him two yards, second down and eight. Generous two yards there for Marcus. No question. Inside of nine minutes remaining. 25, 24 seconds on the play clock. You're trying to run that down a little bit. Panthers again left to right here in the fourth quarter. If you can hear on the audio, that's a double clap there. That's basically a signal for the offense. Don't do anything. Don't move. Don't get a penalty. And we're going to switch the play afterwards. Granger out of the gun. Another handoff. Marcus Carroll straight ahead up to the 30. That'll be a gain of three more yards. It'll bring up third down and five. Ball put right down at the 30-yard line. Chris Bird comes out. Be replaced by Jakari Carter. That's Amon Green who came out of the ball game. I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah. But you're Bird. right, Carter into the lineup. Kadarius Thompson, a wide out here to the near side. He got that bunch formation over to the left. Third down and five. Georgia State 8 of 14 on third downs. And that was nowhere near. No flag. It was intended for Kadarius Thompson. That's going to bring up fourth down. Devon Brinson was all over. If that ball was anywhere close, I think they'd have to throw a penalty flag. But Kadarius Thompson and Darren Granger did not meet in the same spot right there on that one. It's kind of a similar comeback route. Five, seven yards, stop, turn around. Make sure you have enough for the first down. Much like what uh, Creedle did earlier tonight. We had two plays in a row that went to him that both fell incomplete. Cade Loggins on to punt the football. They come after him. He gets this one off. Nice spiraling kick. Back to field the punt is Brett Buckman. And that ball will be at the 29-yard line. I try not to tease too much. I know how hard it is. But Buckman, that was the, the best clinching of a punt return and making sure that it didn't pop out in any way shape or form of the evening for him had a couple that uh, popped out there but uh, he's earned the job so they're going to keep him out there UConn will take the ball over own 29 yard line they scored on their last drive it only took them three minutes to do it three minutes and five seconds no tight end in right now first down from the 29 yard line Robertson Back in at quarterback. Here's the snap. Looking downfield near sideline, and that's way overthrown. Porter was the intended receiver. The coverage there, Brightkees Brown. They had contact about the 50-yard line. The ball ends up landing about the 35, 33, somewhere in that respect. Well overthrown, but the two of them got their feet tangled. Second down to 10 now. Yep, from again the 29-yard line. Houston, the running back. Robertson looking across the middle. Got a man, and it's incomplete. In and out of the hands. Justin Jolly. Of Justin Jolly, the tight end. Running kind of a little bit of a crossing route, deep crossing route from the right side. He ends up over where the ball is on the left. Robertson had to go over the coverage. Jordan Vincent, for example, as a linebacker, was there. Had to throw it a little high. Jolly not able to get it. Third down now in 10 from the same 29-yard line. Seven and a half to go. 
Houston stays in, lines up just to the left of Robertson. Here's the snap on third down and 10. Ball almost batted away. Yeah. It was deflected. And it's going to be a first down pass play and run yards after the catch for Cam Ross. And it will be a UConn first down. I think that was Ronald Cooper that read that play, deflected the ball from line, the line of scrimmage. He went across the line of scrimmage. Hold on. And penalty there. It's on Buckman. Red Buckman, number 10, kind of flinched. Ball start. Offense, number 10, five-yard penalty, first down. That would be Mr. Buckman. He's lined up as the outside receiver. Boy, that's a coach's nightmare. That's like giving a, a first batter walk in baseball. Why would you want to put a guy on first base in your first at bat? Wide receivers, especially furthest away, don't jump. With a penalty, first down at 15. Robertson looking to go to the air now. Far sideline, in and out of the hands, off the fingertips of Buckman. Coverage by Gavin Pringle over on the far side of the field. Well-thrown ball, hit Buckman in the hands. He had to reach for it, but it hit both of his hands. He just wasn't able to come down with it. He was in bounds, too. That would have been a nice completion, but a 20-25 yard gain. Instead, the ball still at the 38-yard line. So it's now second down and 15. Ball at the 38. And it's going to be Robertson escaping the pocket, trying to throw on the run. He ends up having to throw it out of bounds. And a receiver in that general vicinity. That's two or three times when Robertson gets back in. The Panthers haven't been able to put a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback here tonight. It didn't get a sack in the first first quarter but they haven't really put much pressure since and Robertson as he nears the line of scrimmage I'm thinking he's going to run it but he decides to tuck it or at least keep it behind the line of scrimmage and try to get one of his wide receivers and a specialist involved in the game Huskies 8 of 15 on third downs Robertson steps up in the pocket chase now he's going to get hit as he unleashes and it's incomplete the intended receiver just beyond the 50 was Cameron Ross and that'll bring up fourth down and 15 here for UConn Boy, another ball that hits the receiver in the hands he's outstretched I mean these are tough catches they're trying they're doing everything they can but the ball's just falling to the ground I'm not rooting for you UConn Huskies not at all I'm just saying they're so close on so many numerous plays it's fourth down Go for it. They got nothing to lose. It's 6:40 left to go here. They need to get the ball in Georgia State territory to the 47-yard line. It's on their own 38. Snap coming up on fourth and 15. Robertson stepping up, and he he's going to go down. As if he was going to throw, he ends up getting dropped. Is that Chris Davis, outside linebacker? Chris Davis, yep. number 43. We only rushed three. We dropped eight. Chris Davis ends up not being able to get around the tackle but he slides from the outside in over the middle where the ball was snapped, and he's able to bring down Robertson. Panthers will take over at the 38-yard line. 6.34 to play and a 28-7 lead here over the University of Connecticut. Panthers may end up calling a timeout. Well, the time of possession. Okay, so they'll take it over at the 39-yard line. Now, this is by far the best field position that we've had, Dave. Now, I would imagine we're going to run the ball all three times, try to take as much time off the clock, at least two minutes, 
The Panthers have four wide. Three here to the near side. And Amon Green now in motion. Snap to Granger. And it's going to be a handoff. Marcus Carroll, 30, 25, 20, 15 into the end zone. That's a Georgia State touchdown. 38-yard touchdown run there by Marcus Carroll. His second touchdown scored in the ballgame tonight. The Panthers go up 34-7. Well, I'm not sure how the seas parted, but that play has been run four or five, six times here tonight, and they've been met by multiple defensive linemen. This time the seas spread, and Marcus Carroll scampers untouched. 39 yards for the touchdown. That'll be a point of joy for me to get to talk to him if he stays around after the ballgame. Liam Rickman on to attempt the point after. Cade Loggins, the holder. Ball is down. The kick is up, and it is good. Georgia State last year averaged 30 points a ball game, allowed on average 31. They gave up 35 a week ago. They've done a lot better defensively tonight, have allowed only seven points, and now lead the Huskies 35-7. Media timeout, and we're back to... Center Park Stadium after this 60-second break here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooks Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned air systems and train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Your radio station for Panther football, 97.5 Glory FM. 26 to go here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. 35-7 Georgia State. Trying to run some clock. It only took Georgia State Harper seven seconds to get into the end zone. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, Dave. (laughs) They're not listening to us in terms of our offensive coordination here tonight. We get the ball back with a little over six minutes, six and a half minutes left to go, and we score on one play drive. Uh, obviously, we're teasing folks. Great success now by the Panthers. 240 yards on the ground for Georgia State, 144 in the air, 384 total yards, 18 first downs. They're 8 of 15 on third down. They were one for one on fourth. They've run 64 plays and, again, 384 yards in their head. 35 to 7 at home against UConn. This will be a first Power 5 victory at home, second Power 5 victory at home. Really a Power 6. Not, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, major independent. Yeah. Is that a 6, Power 6? Is that what you call them? Well, they're former American Athletic. They took everything else to the Big East Conference, and football isn't independent, so. Uh, the good, Panthers good getting ready to kick it away here with 6.26 remaining. Talk about the weather being a good evening because of the weather. Um, I thought because of the rain earlier today that humidity while the sun was still up might be an issue for UConn. 
probably not used to that type of uh, southern hospitality with the weather, but we got a different kicker now here for the Panthers. Yep, Isaac Cohn, kid from nearby Decatur, out of Decatur High School. Back deep, Brian Bruton. Booming end over end kick. It'll come to Bruton at the one yard line. Going to bring it out across the five, across the ten, running to the far sideline. Got hit once, got hit twice, and went out at the 21 yard line. Again, good job by the special teams, especially when you're talking about your second and your third guys. You wonder if there's going to be like a letdown or, you know, a, a gap in terms of not only just the coverage, but just the capabilities. But they did a great job of knocking him out at the, what, 20, well, right at the 20 yard line. And right before he went out of bounds, I think he gave back a yard. Because I thought he was across the 20. I figured it was the, thought it was the 21, but whatever at this point. 35 7, Georgia State leading it. Taquan Roberson. Leads the UConn offense out onto the field. Devontae Houston in the backfield. And it was a high snap. And whistles. Might have been us. Chris Davis, number 43, may have jumped. Or it could have been on the left, or excuse me, the right tackle. Is that 76? Chase Lunt. He's a big dude now. Yeah. 6'8", 300, junior. They've done a good... A really good job of protecting their quarterback tonight. Ball start. Offense, number 75, five yard penalty, first down. Chase Lunt is number 75, and he's our right tackle. Big red shirt junior out of Arlington, Texas. All right, so first and 15 now from the 15. Ross in motion to the far side of the field. Roberson slings it across. It was intended for Porter. Graduate student transfer from New Mexico. The former Lobo couldn't catch up to that one. And it will bring up second down. Jordan Jones coming off the field. He's a little upset because he almost got a finger on that ball. Would have been nice to deflect it or get an interception. Looks like the Panthers are only going to rush three here on this one. Snap coming up on second down at 15. They're going to dump it off to Buckman here near side. And he will struggle to get back to the 20. I think they dropped him at the 19. Yeah. Good pursuit by the Panther defense. Three or four guys just flying all over. John Trey Hunter being one of those. Number 19, Tony McRae Jr., cornerback. He's also in on that tackle. And I think Josiah... Josiah Robinson, inside linebacker. Third down and 11. Roberson going to fire near side. Porter's got it at the 40 and steps backwards out of bounds. They pick up the first down. It was actually at the 39-yard line, so they'll move the chains. And it will stop the clock at 5 minutes and 42 seconds here in the fourth quarter. Coming back out of one of the inside linebacker spots, Tavian Brown, 6'1", 235, redshirt seniors. He's the transfer from Colorado State. Loving Colorado State transfers. Yeah, I know a guy that played at Colorado State. I heard he was, wasn't any good, though. There's big a 81. Yeah, How big, about Lewis Hansen. Yeah, sling pass across the corner, across the uh, middle of the field. A yeah, little post route by him. He just got into the ball game. sophomore tight end. Lined up on the left-hand side, catches ball. It's on the 
left hash mark now. They're in Georgia State territory at the 43. Hanson played at Michigan before transferring. Here's Robertson. A lot of time. He'll just throw this one out of bounds. I was excited during the summer when uh, I got news that a Colorado straight state transfer was coming in. Now there's you two, straight, now there's you two of you in the building. Right? Yeah, there's two, two of us. There's a song about just the two of us. Is that it? Yeah. Well, there's nothing more fearsome than a man-eating, tooth-bearing, bloodthirsty ram. I'm going to tell you that. It's just a fact, Dave. Second down and 10. Ball at the 43. Pass out on the flat. Cam Ross gets tripped up. And that'll bring up third down. We're inside of five minutes to go. Stations on our radio network. Top of the hour. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Atlanta tonight. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. On third down at five to Buckman, far side of the field, just enough to get the first down for the Huskies. That'll move them up to about the 32-yard line. Clock continues to run. We're just inside, or just over four minutes remaining in this one. Harper's going to make his way down to the field. And will be with us on our Panther postgame show. Down across the middle, caught by Buckman. Did he hold on? Yes, he did. That's a UConn touchdown. Wow, credit where credit's due. 32 yards on the touchdown pass play from Taquan Roberson. To Buckman, Brett Buckman able to hold on. I think that was a one-handed snag. And a really nice play there by the UConn Huskies. We look at it on the replay monitor out the big screen in center field. And Buckman went up, hauled it in with the right hand, was able to hold on. Point after attempt is up and good by McFadden. And with now 3.57 remaining. It's now a 35-14 ball game. Thirty-two yards on the touchdown scoring strike. Eight plays, eighty yards, two minutes and twenty-nine seconds. And again, McFadden with the point after attempt. Second touchdown pass of the night here in the second half, actually, for Taquan Roberson. Came in in the late in the first half, replacing Joe Fignano. Number one for Georgia State is now number 71. Well, for Brett Buckman, the Delaware transfer, that's his first touchdown reception of the season. He's had a pretty good night tonight, considering. Again, eight plays, 80 yards, 229. And it's now 35-14. Looks like Talik Williams is back deep for the Panthers. They handle the kickoff. This is going to be, it's going to take a bounce. And Talik will field it on one bounce and then take a knee inside the 15-yard line. But it looked like he was signaling for the, initially for the fair catch. We're also going to see tonight backup quarterback for Georgia State. Looks like McKaylee Colasurdo is going to get in the football game. 
6-1-2-20, a redshirt junior from Inman, South Carolina. Again, the Panthers with just inside of four minutes remaining, a 35-14 lead, an opportunity to get some guys on the field. Also trotting on the field is KZ Adams. Did Harper make it down already? He sure did. Yes, he did, Dave. Boy, you are fast. Well, I didn't play fast. I was slow and weak. I was both of those. So here's Colasurdo, Farhash, from the 15-yard line. They're going to hand it off KZ Adams. KZ will dive forward up to the 20, 21-yard line. Again, KZ Adams, 5'8", 185, redshirt freshman, West Columbia, South Carolina. And there's enough time on the clock where the guys that are in the ballgame now are going to get more than just a couple of plays. You know, as long as you get a first down, so you really get a chance to do something. It's really exciting to get to see, see these guys work so hard in summer, but they're not the starters. They're just getting a chance to get in the ballgame and make a play. Four wide, two wideouts here, Darius Bush, Peter Kigwada, two of the newcomers. Handed off again, KZ Adams in behind left tackle. And that'll be good for maybe a yard or two. And we're right at three minutes to go in the ballgame. Again, 35-14, Georgia State. Bush is going to stay in the ballgame. Kikwata will stay in the game. He'll be a wide out here to the near side. Colasurno out of the shotgun. Got two to his left, one over here to his right. Looking back over to the sideline for the play. Also in at tight end is Avian McBride. And it's going to be another run play to KZ. And McKelly is a little upset. If he had kept that ball and tucked it, there was nobody following him, and he would have had the first timeout. Timeout. Connecticut. That's our first charge timeout. 30-second timeout. Well, UConn will burn a timeout here with 2.27 to go. Be sure and stay with us. At the conclusion of tonight's ball game, our Panther post-game show. Again, Harper has gone down to the sideline. He'll have all of our post-game interviews. He'll have all the stats. They're all of the audio highlights from all the scoring plays tonight. And uh, we'll check the Sunbelt Conference College Football Scoreboard. Been an interesting day in the Sunbelt. The punting unit will come on at fourth down at three. And the starters as well. Yep. Travis Glover, biggest Panther of them all, is out there as a personal protector. Punt yep. protection there for big number 52 out of Vienna, Georgia. Buckman is standing back at the UConn 35-yard line. Loggins gets it off. A high, booming kick. Fair catch signal for by Buckman as he's backpedaling. He's able to hold on. Makes the catch at the 29-yard line. That is where Taquan Robertson and UConn will have it with 2.19 remaining in the ballgame. Jordan Benziel comes off the field. He'll be replaced by uh, a couple of second and third stringers here for the Panthers. Gotta make sure we got 11 guys on the field. Here we go. John Trey John Hunter comes back out. Yep, coming back in. One of those inside linebacker spots along with Josiah Robinson. Here's Roberson gonna throw. Got an open man, and who is it? You guessed it, Buckman. 
Caught up at the 36 of the 37, and then he gets wrestled out of bounds on the play by Josiah Robinson. He's a Coastal Carolina transfer, originally out of Apopka, Florida. Guess it kind of helps coming here from Coastal Carolina with Chad Staggs in his first season as the new defensive coordinator for Sean Elliott's staff. Second down and two from the 37. Off the back foot, all but it is intercepted, deflected and intercepted. Running it back is Josiah, Josiah Robinson. Robinson. He gets inside the 10 and then gets dropped big time. That was a deflected interception. I have to go back and watch the replay. To I think Tony McRae is the one who first tipped it, Dave. It was looked he, like he was the first one, and then it goes, obviously, and deflects into a big return now for the Panthers. Uh, here's what I'm going to ask you, Dave. Do you score? Let these guys put the ball in the end zone, or you just take a, a couple of knees and uh, politely uh, give the ball back to UConn without having to score? Well, that's the uh, $64,000 question. You should bring all of your second and third team guys out. These guys want to play. Of course they do, and they want to put. They want to get some stats. 35 comes into the ball game. That's tight end. Avion McBride, 6'5", 250. Richard Freshman. They'll hand it off to KZ Adams, who will run in between the tackles or try to. So that'll bring up second and goal. The ball placed at the eight yard line. And UConn's not going to stop the clock at all. McKaylee Colasurdo near hash out of the shotgun. Got KZ Adams to his left. There's the snap. They'll hand it off to KZ. And he'll get swallowed up as he gets inside the... Well, down to about the seven, maybe the six. We're inside of a minute to go. Panthers are going to move to 2-0 and on the season. And they will play at Charlotte. It'll be the quarterback again. Dave, when's the uh, last time we've been 2-0? Have we ever been 2-0? I don't want to jump the gun here, but there's still 18 seconds left. and I know you're going to be angry for years because we gave up another touchdown against UConn, but 35-14 win here tonight. Yeah, no, I can deal with that. Okay. What about Tennessee? Here's the snap to Robertson. I just want that field goal. Yes, you do. And I'm going to hand the football off. It'll be a run play there Victor by Victor Rosa. And John Trey Hunter on the tackle there. It'll stop the clock at 10 seconds. And that will start the clock, and that, that'll be the final play. Sean Elliott, Jim Mora Jr. will shake hands at midfield. Panthers are going to start out 2-0. They're going to win it here tonight, 35 to 14. We have not seen a game quite like this one, Harper, in quite some time. Well, in what respect do you mean specifically? Uh, Just a blowout win, technically, right? Yeah, yeah, but is dominant, and they light, they light it blue here at Center Park Stadium with Georgia State's 35-14 win over the Yukon Huskies in the first meeting Between these two programs, Georgia State will return the game to Storrs, Connecticut, I believe, in 2024. But stay with us. Our Panther postgame show will be coming up next.
Harper is down on the field. He'll get with head coach Sean Elliott. A handful of Georgia State players. They go now down to our left to salute the Georgia State football marching band and the outstanding job that the band does game in and game out. We'll get with Harper LaBelle coming up with Sean Elliott after this two-minute timeout from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Check out my new... Blue Stop Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale. More than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. 97.5 Glory this FM. This is the Panthers postgame show. A recap of today's game and a look ahead. Here's the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. Dave Cohen back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. 35-14, Georgia State a winner. Down to Harper Bell standing by with head coach Sean Elliott. Very happy coach Sean Elliott. A lot of people congratulating you coach and I'll be one of them too. You're 2-0. That hasn't happened here in a very long time. No, you know, it was a pretty good win for us tonight. Uh, all three phases I thought really came out and played well. We were slow a little bit offensively starting the game. Defense was uh, – they, they were playing lights out. I mean, they were just – you could tell the little speed difference with our defense and their offense. And, uh, you know, they had a tough week, you know, and they had a long week last week. And uh, but I attribute that to our players and our coaches getting our defensive staff and these guys ready to play. They came out here and did a phenomenal job. Offensively, we got clicking right there. And uh, it was a good night, you know, really good night. John Trey said in the pregame with an interview with Dave, he goes, you know what, we weren't communicating very well. We had eyes in the wrong spot. We need to correct some things. And as you said, there's some, there's some correction that needs to go on from between last Thursday to this week. But it sure seemed like everybody was on the same page. Yeah, you know, that's something you, you, you have to look at as a football team in your build, how well you improve here in the weeks one and two. Um, and, you know, if you look at us, you see a lot of doggone improvement with our football team. Oh, defensively, absolutely. Yeah. Now, they were huge 
in my mind, defensively yeah, well, on small. the defensive front. Yeah, that's because <laughs> no, I'm no, slow no. and I'm weak. Um, but be- when you think about now Marcus had a hard time running in between the tackles, yeah. but thank goodness Darren get that 65-yarder to open things up. Oh, well, you know, uh, they, were. they were. They were bigger inside, and, um, you know, as always, we try to establish the inside zone, and then as we see if it's a little clogged up, we're going to go with our perimeter runs. Uh, Darren hit a draw right there big, and then we hit some uh, nice speed options there that uh, were just really good football plays, executed very well, game planned very well. Nice call by Trent McKnight and our offensive staff. So, yeah, we, we did the things we needed to do, and here we are, 35-14 and 2-0. Absolutely. 250 yards on the ground or something real close to that. you got to be happy because I know you love running the football. I love winning. You know, I, I, that's the name of the game. I don't care if we'd have thrown for 400 yards and rushed for 10 and we won 35 to 14. I wouldn't give a crap. Team, yeah. I All wouldn't right. care. All right. Well, thank you, Coach. Congratulations. You're 2-0. and oh. On to uh, Charlotte next. And uh, any thoughts? Uh, you had a couple of days. Well, not a couple of days off, but you got a lot of work to do. Still, I don't have any thoughts. It's 35 14. We're going to go in here and we're going to celebrate this win right here. It's hard to get these W's. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Coach Sean Elliott. Dave, back up to you. All right. Thanks to Coach Elliott. He's now making his way towards the Georgia State locker room. Panthers will head into the locker room and then they will emerge from the locker room. Harper's going to make his way down there as well as we continue on our Panther postgame show. Again, as Georgia State starts out 2-0 and last time they started out 2-0 and it was 2019 they were coming back from knoxville with a win over the tennessee volunteers and who did they face week two none other than darren granger and the Furman paladins at that point and darren gave georgia state a run for their money uh but georgia state ended up holding on and winning that football game that was the last time georgia state was 2-0 and on the season harper making his way down towards the locker room that'll give me time here to run through some stats again total yards tonight as Georgia State improves to 2-0, 394 total yards for Georgia State, 144 through the air, and 250 on the ground. For the visiting Huskies, they put together an offensive effort tonight of 326 yards, 276 in the air, and they rushed for only 50 yards. And Harper, you're still with me with the open mic down there. The fact that the Panthers gave up, Panthers defense only gave up 50 rushing yards is incredible. I know. Uh, Coach said and confirmed that uh, what you you spoke with John Trey Hunter beforehand says this defensively, it's uh, what a difference a week makes. Uh, they played so much more intently. They had their assignments right now. UConn also had a couple of drops and they had two uh, turnovers here in the first half, but uh, defense, be- night and day, in my opinion, between the two efforts over the last uh, week or so. Hold on, I'm going to try to get Darren if he's in. The team is in. He's going to sign an autograph. How about that? But they got to get in. Well, the earlier they get in, the earlier they can yeah. come back out. I'm going to turn the mic off and see if I can't ask him. Yeah, the coaches are here saying, let's get inside. So give me just a second, Dave. All right. Uh, the other thing you got to like tonight is the uh, – from the stat sheet is the penalties. Uh, Georgia State only flagged for two penalties tonight, Harper, for a total of 23 yards. On the other side, for UConn, they were penalized eight times for 65 yards. That's clean football by yeah. Georgia State. And we didn't have a lot of penalties last week either, and I think that gets around. I think the officials are aware of that. You know, this team plays pretty well. Uh, I don't remember getting away with any, if you know what I mean, where there was a hold, but it was on the other side of the ball. But uh, definitely um, that yardage and setting everybody back. Uh, and turnovers is another thing, Dave. We, we are not turning the ball over in the last two weeks. And I, I think that's just a 
a mindset that you have to have because you don't want to turn it over, but it, sometimes it happens. And when it does, it really affects the whole rest of the team. So they're protecting the ball. And, you know, Marcus Carroll, what a workload he's had over the past two weeks. Uh, not the same production from a terms of yardage, but a lot of carries. He's going to be bruised up, and uh, I would imagine he'll be in a nice tub either later tonight or tomorrow. Well, you know, as you say that, though, you look back uh, at the summer that he had, his off season, especially with new strength and conditioning coach Mike Sirignano, and one of the things we've talked about is how Darren has bulked up 15 to 20 pounds, which is, again, not that you want to be taking those kind of shots, but it's certainly he's bigger and faster and stronger and can take a little bit of that maybe a little better than he did a year ago yeah i I agree with that absolutely um and he got hit after he released the ball there were a couple of times where i just kept my eyes on him and he goes down but he's because he's a little bit stronger because he has more muscle he's able to absorb some of those blows and i think he's also more confident in his line and more confident in his ability as a senior i've really seen a maturation of him um he hasn't thrown an interception and hasn't even been close. So I think he's he'd rather throw it away or throw an incompletion or have something else happen other than give the ball up and, and make it a very tight window uh, and, and, and risk having an interception and giving the ball up. Average yards per play for Georgia State, 5.5 yards per play. They held UConn to 4.7. Uh, and successful in the red zone tonight. Four opportunities and converted on three of those. Yeah, and if it wasn't for, you know, a bunch of younger guys in at the late portion of the ball game, um, there was a complete domination by our starters versus theirs. What was the third down? What was UConn on third down tonight, Dave? You third that? down? Yeah, well, they weren't bad. They were 10 of 18. Okay, not bad. You're right. It, you know, again, Rhode Island wasn't bad last week. Of no. course, it took 42 points to beat them as opposed to putting up 35 tonight for us yeah well i think uconn's a much better team uh rhode island last week was a little more one-dimensional in my opinion uh they threw the ball well but they couldn't run and uconn's a much better running team but uh we stopped pretty much everything we took their starting quarterback out he, he wasn't playing well they had to go with their their backup and i think he did a nice job maybe not the best job ever but uh Again, the defense, as Coach said, uh, night and day difference. Uh, they worked them hard. Uh, the coaches did. Uh, I think they quizzed them, and they had full-speed drills that they would do to get the right decision the first time. Uh, they didn't have that last week, but it was much better here, to, here tonight and uh, all, for, all throughout this evening. Defense was, uh, in my opinion, the, the difference maker. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back with more of our Panther postgame show. Hopefully by then we'll get some players emerging from the locker room as our Panther postgame show continues. Final tonight here in Atlanta, Georgia State moves to 2-0 and on the year, 35-14 over the Huskies of UConn. Back in two minutes on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Up Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. 
That's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Glory FM. Dave going back here at a much quieter Center Park Credit Union Stadium. The rain has begun to fall. Perfect timing that the game ended. And then Harper, the rain starts to fall. You're down in it right now waiting the uh, Panthers to come out of the locker room. 35-14 the final score. And, uh, you know, we talked before the season started comparing to last year starting out at South Carolina week one. And at home against North Carolina in week two, again, in hindsight, both very winnable ball games, but a little bit of a less challenging schedule this year and the opportunity to start out on a winning note, which the Panthers have taken full advantage of and as of tonight sit 2-0 and on the year as opposed to what we were a year ago at 0-2. In other words, not having to dig out of a hole right out of the gate. Yeah, I have to admit, I, I don't remember... I had to be reminded of the Tennessee and then the Furman victories to go 2-0 and uh, just a few seasons ago. Uh, but we normally, because of uh, a Power 5 competitor that you're going against, it's usually we're 0-1 or 1-1 or something like that. So this is a, a new set of rules that we're playing under in terms of the success. And as Coach said, he goes, I just want to get some Ws. I want to wait. So he's really taking the Dave Cohen advice. Let's get out of here with a W. And now they've got two in a row, and they get to go to Charlotte next week, and that'll be a winnable game, so we'll see what happens. But if we play well, and, and I'm trusting that uh, the coaches are doing everything that they can to keep the concentration level high. It's still early in the season, but correcting some mistakes that are correctable and uh, letting the power of the team, especially the offensive line, be the motor. Um, the success is there tonight, and it's a much different year for Georgia State. Harper, it's raining pretty heavily. You just want to make your way back up here to the press box? I don't know that all the friends and family that are normally huddled around that locker room they, entrance. Yeah, they're not they're not as tough as I am, I guess, or at least I'm I'm dumber than they are. We'll figure it out. I know Rick doesn't want me to get any of this nice equipment of his all wet, so I'll, I'll uh, take your advice and I'll, I'll come back up. All right, well, that'll give me time to start to run down the stat sheet tonight. The entire second half rushed it four times for 11, and... Uh, their running back, the Houston kid uh, from Atlanta, ended up with nine rushing yards. Again, they, they ran the ball 31 times and only had a total of 50 yards. Outstanding, outstanding job by Georgia State 
in uh, stopping the run tonight. And literally, I think you can say not just slowing the run, but literally uh, pretty much stopping the run. The receiving court tonight, Buckman had uh, nine catches, totaling 93 yards, one touchdown. His long reception tonight was 32. Cam Ross had five catches, totaling 62 yards. His long catch tonight was 28. Uh, the tight end, Jolie, had three catches, totaling 37 yards. And uh, Porter caught two balls tonight for a total of 36. Hanson, Mitchell, uh, Clercius, and uh, Rosa all had one reception apiece. Uh, for Georgia State, on the offensive side, quite a night for Darren Granger as uh, he ends up 15 of 26, passing the football tonight, 144. And uh, he did have the one touchdown, didn't, continues, he was not intercepted. Uh, Granger tonight rushed the football 12 times, a total of 142 yards, had one touchdown. His long run, of course, that first touchdown run of 65 yards. Marcus Carroll, 24 carries tonight, totaling 107 yards. He had three touchdowns, and a total of uh, his long run tonight was 39 yards. Casey Adams carried the ball seven times for 10 yards, and that was pretty much it for Georgia State as far as catching the ball. Robert Lewis had four catches tonight, totaling 30 yards, one touchdown. Long reception was 15. Jakaias Cradle, three catches for a total of 45 yards. Uh, Jakari Carter had uh, three catches for 32 yards. His long reception was 23. And uh, Williams with a couple of catches. Talik, uh, Talik had two catches for 22. Marcus Carroll had two for seven. And Chris Bird, the tight end had one for eight. Six receivers total, 15 receptions, 144 yards. And again, uh, the Panthers um, on offense with a total of 394 yards on the season. Harper has made his way back up here to uh, the press box. I'm going to switch it over here to defense real quick. Uh, No surprise here. For UConn defensively, uh, the Platt kid ended up with 13 tackles, eight solo. Uh, Mitchell had seven, uh, three of those solo. And on the other side for Georgia State, John Trey Hunter led the Panthers tonight with eight tackles, six of them solo. Justin Abraham had seven, four solo tackles. Bryce Brown, the cornerback, totaling five tackles, four of those solo. Kevin Swint, the Clemson transfer, had five, and all five of those were solo tackles. Those are the top, uh, those are the leaders uh, on the offensive and defensive side of the stat sheet for Georgia State. Again, the Panthers win it. They move to 2-0, and and uh, they beat UConn here tonight, 35-14. We'll take our final break. We come back, we'll uh, run down the audio highlights. Harper will check the uh, Sunbelt Conference College football scoreboard, and we'll wrap it up for a Saturday night from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. And final break, two minutes, back with more after this on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will, like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet, But Brooks Law says, don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. 
Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. The way you live your life has changed. You have new priorities, new technology, new opportunities. Jackson EMC has created the ideal home for you, one that reflects your new lifestyle. It's called Right Choice Homes. Every Right Choice home is guaranteed to be energy efficient, comfortable, and receives our lowest energy rate. Right Choice Homes, energy efficient, guaranteed, only from Jackson EMC. Is it cool in here to you, David? It ought to be. We've stocked up on all of our coolers. Coolers, coolers everywhere. We've got coolers and drinkware for everyone and everything. Yeti, Stanley, Kanga, Corksicle, and Southern Jubilee. And we all know the cooler is the most important ingredient at any tailgate. Or at the lake, or on the road, or any outdoor activity. Come find the best cooler and drinkware for you. Autry's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. All right, final segment of our Panther postgame show here from a now quiet Center Park Credit Union Stadium. We've run down all of our statistics. Georgia State a winner here tonight. They scored 42 against Rhode Island. They put up 35 tonight in a 35-14 win over Rhode Island. Time now to take a listen to our postgame audio highlights from tonight's Georgia State win over UConn. And the Panthers got off to a quick start. First scoring play of the night was the fourth play of a four-play drive that went 82 yards. And the big play was Darren Granger. He ran 65 yards on this play to put Georgia State up early. First down from the 35. Big hole up the middle. Granger, 45 across midfield. He's going to score a touchdown. 25-20, 15-10-5. That's a Georgia State touchdown. Darren Granger, 65 yards. UConn could not catch him. Yes, it was. Liam Rickman with the point after attempt. Georgia State up 7-0 there in the first quarter. Jeremiah Johnson had a fumble recovery. The ball was fumbled by Jalen Mitchell on this play. Here's a throw across the middle. A lot of room. It's caught and fumbled football. And Georgia State's got the football. Ball was actually deflected back across the 30. And the Panthers come up with a fumble. Their third takeaway of the season. The big first big play on defense. Jeremiah Johnson, and it would not be the last time we called his name. Marcus Carroll ended up fumbling the ball uh, the next time the Panthers had it on offense. UConn recovered at the Georgia State 47. Uh, but Joe McFadden, their place kicker, was wide left on a 48-yard field goal. Georgia State would take a 7-0 lead uh, into the second quarter. How about this play? I told you we'd call his name again. Another takeaway, Jeremiah Johnson on this fumble recovery. It, it ricocheted, it looked like, off the shoulder pad of Brett Buckman on a punt play. Loggins will get a quick kickoff. Nice spiraling kick right to Brett Buckman. And the 40 dropped the football. And it's recovered by Georgia State. The Panthers recover the fumble on the punt. Jeremiah Johnson again making his presence known. He likes being around the football. He does. Panthers ended up having the ball to 46. And that would lead to the second scoring play of the night. On the sixth play of the drive after the fumble recovery, ball at the nine-yard line, Darren Granger would look for his number one receiver, number one, Robert Lewis, on this play. Here's the snap on third down and nine. They're going to throw again. Turning around, making the catch. 
Robert Lewis, touchdown Georgia State. And the Panthers go up 13 to nothing. Second touchdown catch of the season in two ball games for Robert Lewis. And the Panthers go up 13 nothing. Six plays, 46 yards, 141 after the Jeremiah Johnson fumble recovery. Granger nine yards to Robert Lewis. And the Panthers led 14 nothing. Darren Granger had a big run again that uh, brought Georgia State all the way down to the three on their next possession. And they got it to the two on the first Marcus Carroll run. Who would get the handoff again? You got it. Ball's at the two-yard line. Give it to number 23. Carroll, another handoff. He will bust into the end zone. That's a Georgia State touchdown. A two-yard touchdown run by Marcus Carroll. His first tonight, his fourth touchdown of the season. And the Panthers, late here in the second quarter, go up 20 to nothing. Nine-play drive, 63 yards. Time of the drive, two minutes and 54 seconds. Feeling pretty good at that point because we, Georgia State, we take a 21-0 lead into the locker room at halftime. Yeah, everyone was confident at that point. But then the opening kickoff goes to the University of Connecticut Huskies. And I'm thinking, okay, something bad might happen. What do you, what do you have to respond to that, Dave? It well, didn't. Right, nothing happened. And uh, there was one score in the third quarter alone, and it was Georgia State. The Panthers in their longest drive of the night uh, went 92 yards in 15 plays. Right after Harper said, when we had the ball at the 8-yard line, this is our worst field position of the, of the night. Well, again, they went 15 plays, 92 yards. They took 7 minutes and 30 seconds off the clock. They got down to the 3-yard line and gave the ball to Marcus Carroll. Carroll gets the ball again, pushing forward into the end zone. Those legs moving, and it's a Georgia State touchdown. They make it 27 to nothing here over UConn. That was the only score in the third quarter. Liam Rickman, PAT, was good, 28-0 heading into the fourth quarter. Taquan Roberson, still in the ballgame, led UConn on their first scoring drive of the night. Uh, It was an 11-play I mean, 11-yard touchdown pass to uh, Kevin's Clarcius, capping a 10-play, 76-yard drive. It took Rhode, uh, took, uh, Rhode Island, took Connecticut uh, three minutes and five seconds uh, in the fourth quarter on that drive to get on the board, and it was now 28-7. Georgia State would answer that with a one-play drive covering 39 yards, and who would they give the ball to? I know I would. Give it to number 23, Marcus Carroll. And it's going to be a handoff, Marcus Carroll, 30, 25, 20, 15, into the end zone. That's a Georgia State touchdown, 38-yard touchdown run there by Marcus Carroll. His second touchdown scored in the ballgame tonight. The Panthers go up 34-7. My mistake, that was his third. You know, he has six touchdowns in two ballgames. I'm not very good at math, but that's three a game. I like it. Yeah. Give him the ball. I, I think that Dave Cohen offensive coordination is going to work. Just keep giving him the ball. At that point, trying to run some clock, but it took Georgia State only seven seconds to score. That's not very good offense. Right uh, there. UConn would score again. Uh, Taquan Roberson, a 32-yard scoring strike to Brett Buckman, made a really nice catch, hauled that in. I believe it was a one-handed catch with his right hand. Anyway, it capped an eight-play, 80-yard drive, 229. And uh, the Panthers, uh, that made it 35-14. Georgia State would come up with one final takeaway. Uh, and we'll cap it with this. It was Josiah Robinson coming up 
on the end of a deflection for this interception. Second down and two from the 37. Off the back foot, all but is intercepted, deflected and intercepted. Running it back is Josiah, Josiah Robinson. Robinson. He gets inside the 10 and then gets dropped big time. That was a deflected interception. But you said McCray was the one that, that deflected it, right? That's the way I saw it. Yep, I'm sticking to my answer. All right, well, so let it be said, so let it be done. UConn now 0-2, losses to Georgia State and NC State. Georgia State now 2-0, wins over Rhode Island and UConn. So far, we're doing pretty good with those New England states, aren't we? <laughs> we should play them a little more often. Is that UMass or someone else coming up? Uh, no, not that I know of. I guess the... Studio didn't want us to go up there either. I don't know. All right, 35-14 final score. One final check of our Sunbelt Conference scoreboard. Late in the fourth quarter, uh, Coastal Carolina is ahead of Jacksonville State, 30-16. Coastal Carolina and Conway. UL Monroe, 21-14. Lamar making a nice little comeback. 14 points in the fourth quarter, but UL Monroe has just scored, so it's now 24-14. UL Monroe late in the fourth quarter. At halftime, Florida State is ahead of Southern Mississippi. That is in Tallahassee. It's 31-3. Kansas State beat Troy earlier tonight, 42-13. to North Carolina beat visiting Appalachian State, 40-34. to Virginia could not hold on. They lose to James Madison, 36-35. James Madison, the winner there. University of Texas San Antonio, 20. Texas State, 13. Marshall on the road at East Carolina. They come away with the win. They're 2-0, 31-13 the final there. South Alabama, they are 1-1. One one. They lost to UCLA. No, I'm sorry. They didn't lose to UCLA last week. That was uh, someone else. 35-17 ahead of uh, they beat Southeast Louisiana. Southeast Louisiana, they're now 0-2. Uh, Georgia Southern with a big win tonight, 49-35 over University of Alabama Birmingham. Old Dominion hangs on to beat Louisiana, 38-31. And the final game here that we were looking at in the Sun Belt in a full conference schedule is Memphis on the road goes to Jonesboro, Arkansas. They beat Arkansas State, 37-3. And we are at Charlotte next Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern time with the kick, 5.30 airtime here on the radio network. I like that stadium. Not for the same reason you do, but uh, go Panthers. Let's get to, let's get to three and zero, Dave. All right, we'll see you there. Final again, thirty five fourteen here tonight. Georgia State now two and zero, a win over the Huskies of UConn. Panthers off to a two and zero start again next week on the road to Charlotte, North Carolina. Going to face the 49ers, five thirty airtime kickoff at six. Tonight's broadcast has been authorized under rights granted by Georgia State University to Van Wagner. The accounts and descriptions of tonight's broadcast may not be retransmitted in any form without the express written consent of Van Wagner and Georgia State University Athletics. I want to thank today's broadcast crew, Jeff Walker at the studios of WRASFM 88.5, our 50,000-watt flagship in Atlanta, Georgia. Mike Wofford at the studios of WGTJ, Glory 97.5 FM and 1330 AM in Gainesville, Georgia. Freddie Howell at LowCountryRadio.com out of Savannah, Georgia. Joe Powers at WRBJRadio.com in Dublin, Georgia. On-site engineer, as always, Rick Shaw. Technical assistance from Robert LaFour. Sofa Harper, LaBelle, Dave Cohen saying good night from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. We'll come to you from Charlotte next Saturday. But in the meantime, you've been listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Thank you for joining us for Georgia State University Panthers football. Made possible in part by Center Park Credit Union, TicketSmarter.com, Northside Hospital, Ford, and Coca-Cola. Join us again for more Sun Belt Conference action right here on the Panthers Radio Network.
Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will, like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems, and if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. 